When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. As soon as he hit it, I thought it was going in, the second one. Um, I told him after the game, he hit them both as pure as they come. He's he's outdoors here. Um, uh, and, and for him to line up two of those in a row, uh, felt like that thing had a real good chance to go through. And obviously a couple bounces later, uh, you know, we're able to walk off as, you know, the winning team, but you got to give them a, hum- a ton of credit. Um, that's a tough team. It's won a lot of football games. Welcome into Purple Daily. That, of course, Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell talking about the Will Lutz double doink to end the Vikings' third victory of the season, improving to 3-1 and one in London yesterday. If you are watching us on YouTube, you see Judd, you see Declan, you don't see Phil. Yeah, what the hell? He is out t- taking care of some a family business, and so hopefully he will be back soon. We will get his hottest Vikings take sure. uh, here at the top of the show. But before we get to that, want to remind you that, as always, Purple Daily brought to you by our friends at TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with a TCL television and also by our friends at Surly. And we want to tell you right now, the Red Hot Vikings, I don't care. I, <laughs> I don't care that it's not aesthetically pleasing. Um at three and one in a couple of weeks, uh, October sixteenth to be exact, we will be hosting the first wait. of two. This will be fantastic viewing parties at Surly Brew Hall. If you joined us for the draft, it's going to be very similar to that. Mm-hmm. So, so we will be there for the game, hanging out, watch the game together, cheer some before I dies or some furiouses or logic bombs or whatever you like. Um, and then post game, we will do Declan Goff our uh, our. Ventline show, but just like the draft, yeah. we will have it set up so that if you are there, if you've made the trek and want to jump on yes. with us, you can. I agree. This will be a great time. And if you are are inclined to say, you know what, I'd really like to try that before I die, right? Yeah. I'd really like to try it, but geez, I live, I live in, I don't know, Iowa, or I live in on the West Coast. Perfect opportunity. Travel here, uh-huh. try b- before I die, come meet Mackie, Judd, and Declan, uh, talk some purple, and we will all have a great time. Again, October 16th, that's a noon game against the Dolphins. Our second one will be November 6th, also a noon game against the Washington Commanders. May I recommend a uh, Warp Zone, a taproom exclusive. Someone hit us up on Twitter and said, hey, first time at the Brew Hall, what should I get? Warp Zone. There's taproom exclusive beers at Surly. Yes. That you can only get in the taproom. Yes. Okay, so I sometimes when I go there, I like to get the exclusives. I know I, I can only get it there. So there's plenty of options. Before I die, the Furious, the Warp Zone, like me, I can't wait to hang out with everyone again. It was a blast when we did it last time. Absolutely. Instead of do it uh, this time around. 
All right, let's get to it. Hottest Vikings take. All right. So we, we, we'll go around the room, start with me, then Declan, and then Phil has sent one in. He has. I don't have any idea. Me either. I don't have any idea. I don't think it's a boon bleep button, but I'll be ready. Okay, good. All right, hottest Vikings take. Now, I got a lot of Vikings takes. Yes, and, you do. And yesterday's game was filled, filled <laughs> with um, opportunities for Vikings takes. Uh, it was the second consecutive game in which they've come back in the fourth quarter, which need I remind you, we have all been clamoring for, for how long? You know, come on, Kirk, let's go. Right. So the victories might not be fun to watch as far as the fact that they're too close or the fact that the games aren't that great. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, the Vikings have done their job, at least at the end, in coming back to win. But my hottest Vikings take is is this. Okay. Four games into the season, four games in at three and one, while there are a lot of things that are are probably, you know, not probably, that can be fixed. Forget probably. They need to be fixed. All right? My hottest take is people, including me, including me, need to calm down about this team and about how the wins look and about how how the perception of, well, they're not playing well, which, by the way, at times they ain't playing well. But, you know, when I got done with my work from that game yesterday, Dex, mm-hmm. I sat down and watched a, a bunch of games for the second time this Scotty year. Hansen. Yep, Scotty Hansen, love him. The Red Zone's the greatest invention in sports history. <laughs> uh, but my hottest take is this. This is the league and so, yes, it might be, you might say there's a lot more there. And there is. But that being said, you're 3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And as I wrote for Vikings Wire, Vikings Wire, you can find it right there. Um, the reality is this. The Vikings have now won two consecutive games that they lost a lot last year. I believe they tied the NFL record. They had something like 14 one-score games. They were 6-8. and eight. And I looked it up, too. If you remember, Declan, this team last year, four games in, was one and three. Yeah. All three losses, one score. Yep. Overtime against the Bengals. Greg Joseph misses the kick in Arizona. Then they they trounced Seattle here in their home opener. But then the fourth game was the loss here to Cleveland which was by one score, which was one of, to me, the most disgusting, repulsive losses of 2021 because it was in- inexcusable. So my my hottest take is we all, and I am including myself, at times need to calm down and say, you know what? Three and one sure beats the hell out of one and three and what was a miserable experience in 2021. And just the last thing, too, is part of what I'm basing this on to is I don't know I don't think and I certainly don't know that this team is really like that good so the more I think about this am I shocked that they're not blowing out teams no I'm not you know they ain't the Chiefs right so yeah that's my take is we all we all need to um, take a step back just a step back and say you know what they're three and one yep it's a really good start yep and it beats the hell out of the death march that we saw last year. Yeah. 
It's it's you got to be thankful to be three and one at this point. Whether you've been gifted some calls, whether uh, things haven't looked as pretty at times, you have a quarterback that has stepped up when you needed it to. You have a wide receiver who finally popped off yesterday. You have a rookie head coach who's learning on the job, and it certainly has been anything but flawless uh, throughout the first four games. And you're still three and one. Yep. I mean, I, you don't have to apologize for these wins yet. It banks. It makes your life getting to the playoffs a lot easier. You have banked three wins in the first four games. You have a chance to go four and two at the bye. You have a chance to be four and two at the bye. If we all would have said at the beginning of the season, "Hey, don't worry about how the circumstances are. But you'll be four and two at the bye." Would you take that every single Vikings fan? Say, "Oh my God, yes, four and two, yes, I will take that every time." Three and three and under, then you start to question the things a little bit. We're five hundred. What went wrong? Okay, you're four and two. Got to be thankful for that if you're a Vikings fan through the first four games. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I'm with you. Winning ugly, man. Don't settle, but winning well, ugly is fine. And especially juxtaposed to last year. Yep. That's my thing. It's it's not like it's not like Zim stepped down and this team had been great, right? I mean, those first four games last year sucked. Like you found ways, you invented ways to lose. Yes, they did. And and you know what? The other weird thing about this league is yes to what you just said, you've gotten some breaks. You got a double doink. Yep. You got some incredibly favorable officiating calls on Sunday. But you know what? You took advantage. Damn right. So Nothing wrong with that. What's yours? All right. My hottest, strongest take, I'm kind of going to recycle a take uh, from last Monday that I used on the show after the Vikings won their last game, and I'm going to kind of continue it and and, and hamper on it a little bit more. I'll take fourth quarter Kirk. I will take the new fourth quarter Kirk. So two back-to-back fourth quarter comebacks now for Kirk Cousins. For a guy who had one of those in his first two years with the Minnesota Vikings, right? A guy who have we have always questioned, can he deliver in the clutch? He's paid to be a top quarterback, and he's more like a 12th to 15th mediocre, slightly above, above average quarterback. The last two games, he has daggered teams. The throw to Jeff, Justin Jefferson yesterday, one of the most beautiful balls Kirk Cousins has ever thrown in his Vikings tenure. I don't know what it is about the Saints, but for whatever reason, the Vikings love to play the Saints over the last four to five Did years. Did you see what that play call was, too? It was to Thielen. No, but but the Jefferson throw. Yeah, it was a go route. Yeah, who called last week? Who Judd, said Judd, one? Go because isolate him on Lattimore, go. and he's going to catch the ball. Yes, and he torched up Lattimore and yesterday. To your point, that's a great point. It's a great throw. You know why? Because Kirk can make that throw. He can make that throw. That's that's, that's the, he might not be like, oh, I don't want to make the throw. Even, no, dude, you can. Even uh, in a statement within the statement, even the check down to Adam when he had Jefferson maybe in the corner of the end zone, if he throws that ball earlier to Thielen, actually there's potentially a chance he does score. But but by the end, by the time he throws it, he's at the he's at near the yeah. the, the end of the field. Nothing's going to happen. Throw that ball earlier. Kirk has the ability to do that, and that's why I think we've always been frustrated with him over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been accurate at times. Okay, statistically, he's he's on, honestly off to one of his worst starts. In the first four games. But guess what? I know love people love to bring up this stat. QB wins. QB wins. He has helped this team win games. The stats, his stats right now, I don't really care about. Agreed. The Vikings team is 3-1 and one through the first four games. Yep. He's delivered two fourth quarter comebacks. I don't really think you can ask more from your quarterback that when the game is on the line and he has been able to deliver those throws. He has been inaccurate. There's been happy feet. He's had games where the line has looked good. Yes, it was probably the worst the line has looked through the first four games. And guess yes. what? The Vikings still end up prevailing. So I'll take fourth quarter Kirk. I will take this version of Kirk Cousins over the 
38 touchdowns, 7 picks, 112 rating, and he puts up all these great stats if the Vikings are winning with him. That's what I care about. Yeah, I told you last week, I don't care about stats. I'm with you totally. I don't give a damn about Kirk's stats. I am so tired of hearing, well, look at the stats. Look at the statistics are unbelievable. Do you know how much of that is done in garbage time when it doesn't matter? Yeah. But do you know what, to your point, what he's done in the last two games? He's delivered. Now, has he played great games? Absolutely not. Is there a ton of room for offensive growth? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I think is so exciting. Yes. And that might be the good news. Right. But... So off your point, too, I think there were two, I think there's two incredibly important things that we saw yesterday, especially, but probably the Detroit game, too. And it's these two things. It's Kevin O'Connell as not just a coach, but also the one thing that Zimmer could never be a support system to those who are mentally not as strong as you would probably like. Right. Because Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is even keel, but he gets flustered. And uh, what I love, too, about Kevin O'Connell is is there's frustration as a whole in the offense. And that quarterback, sometimes they're settling for field goals. You can see that he's upset about that. He's upset that they have to settle. He's upset that maybe Kirk missed a throw. But it's not a bashing of Kirk. It's a it's a supportive of, dude, you can make these throws. We, and we have to make them. We have to make them. Did you see the post game that they posted as well? Yeah, I've on, seen some of it. On Vikings.com, the other thing I absolutely loved, and this is huge, and this is there is no question that this has a direct correlation to being able to win that game. So he, gave, I believe, he gave a game ball to post game Greg Joseph. Okay, and if you heard O'Connell talking, O'Connell said, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this at face value that he indeed said it was. When Joseph missed the PAT, which was a bad miss, yeah. but when Joseph missed the PAT, O'Connell went up to Joseph and said, you got four field goals today. You're going to get five, and five's going to win this game. And he was right. Can you imagine? And look, I don't know that it's fair to expect kickers to be, like, a lot of them are just sort of weird dudes. And so, you know, I think if they if they miss a kick... Lots of times, not all the time. It can yep. definitely impact their game. Um, but for O'Connell to go up to Joseph and basically be the the anti-Mike, right? You're going to make a fifth field goal. A lot of field goals. You're going to make a fifth one, and it's going to win us the game. I love that. That's what you. That's exactly. That is the um, the 180. This franchise desperately was looking for. And so, like, is this all going to work in the long run? I have no clue. But these are steps. Absolutely. They might not be the steps that people want as far as where is the high-flying offense, but they are steps. All right. Let's hear from Makadak in, uh, I believe, Surprise, Arizona. He's got a surprise take for us, pun intended. See what he has to say. Hey, what's up, guys? Mackie down here in uh, somewhat sunny Phoenix, Arizona. I'm not going to be on the show a whole lot the next couple days. I'm down here just helping my dad who's got some health issues. But I did want to drop in with my hottest, strongest Vikings take off that win in London. So I have grown so sick and tired of the scripted win that we're sort of used to by the <laughs> Vikings over the past couple seasons, maybe even over the past like four, four plus seasons, where they come out hot with a scripted drive. And they get up seven to nothing, and uh, and then all of a sudden they get a little bit of resistance from the opposing team, some pushback, some adversity happens, 
And then the scripted plays run out, and now the game turns into kind of a mess, and they wind up losing in the end to some team that comes back from behind or whatever it is. I think the thing I love the most about that game in London, and this is my hottest, strongest Vikings team, uh, take, is that it was the perfect victory for me. And last week against the Lions. These types of wins should be celebrated The NFL is full of adversity and murkiness and deficits, pressure, turnovers, dropped passes. You know, all these people, what what, what are they supposed to do? How are you supposed to overcome dropped passes? How, How are you supposed to overcome penalties? How are you supposed to? The best teams in the NFL overcome crap on a weekly basis. How many games are just perfectly scripted? Your offense scores 38 points unabated and your defense gets a ton of pressure and holds the opponent to 13 or 14 points, and you win a blowout game. That doesn't happen. The Bills fell behind by like 17 points, had to dig their way back, go win a game. So I thought the game against the Lions and I thought the game against the Saints were perfect for what we're looking for this Vikings team to do going forward. Win the game anyways. Win the game anyways. Things are going to happen in the NFL overcome those things and win the game anyways see you guys and that gets back to your point about kirk yep stats aren't great game's not great and you won uh so yeah and how can i put this because it's important to it's important to yeah well it's important to make it clear i am not like condoning not playing well like Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to say well i'm glad they aren't playing well and i don't think phil is either but what I am trying to say is for where we are in O'Connell's tenure, um, I think it's important that, to Phil's point, that you have a mentality of we can win and here's how. Uh, in in a year, if the offense looks like this four or five games in, I might be like, because uh, like it is hard, it is hard to watch at times. Yep. And it's very it's it's frustrating because you see glimpses of what O'Connell wants and, and it's like, whoa, that that works. And then you see drives where it's just sort of typical, oh boy, that didn't look good, right? So I'm not trying to condone the fact that the Vikings on both sides of the the football, not special teams, which has been great, but on offense and defense, definitely could be playing better. But I like what Phil is saying because, yes, I mean, if you watched uh, the Packers-Patriots, that, that game was nothing but flawed. Oh, Bailey Zapp almost beat yes. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's a really well put because that's what the game is. Yeah. And, and the Packers didn't play well, and they still won. They still found oh, yeah. a way. So, so I think when you put 2021 first four games against 2022, the difference is this. Can you – or the question is this, can you find a way to win? Yep. And the Vikings in the last two weeks in ugly, flawed games against teams that are, are flawed. And that also gets back to the point of this. It's not like I watch the Vikings against the Lions or Saints and think they are a substantially better team. They've got some really good players, the Vikings do. But, you know... I think we think, well, Jameis is out. Who, by the way, I don't like that that much. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston is out, and Michael Thomas is out, right? And the Saints are missing a a guard. And I mean, they should they should be mincemeat against 
the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, are, are the Vikings really that good? Like, is this defense, if this defense fires on all cylinders with the current personnel, Declan, yep. is it really that good? I think it's okay. I don't know. It's great. So, so like, I think we also need to come down off our high horse about, well, this Vikings team should be kicking ass. I don't know that they're in a position to say that. No, they're not. All right, Judd, we're going to get to a pie chart of blame here. Or a pie chart of praise, excuse me. A pie chart of praise, See, Chef you're, Judd. You're just like the rest of them. I'm just like You're every just other like Vikings the rest fan. of them. You're pissed. They won a game, they're 3-1, and one, and you're pissed off. You have uh, you, you have your own pie chart. But, uh, you know, when you plugged in that oven, Judd, or maybe you turned on that oven, maybe you noticed a faulty electrical wire, uh-huh. and, and or maybe a, a faulty line. And, and the last thing Judd Zolgad is going to do is grab a tool to try to fix it. Oh, God. It. Go. No. no. You know, the first thing I, I do, first of all, if it's the stove, I back away. Yep. Like, Good call. I'm backing away right now. I agree. I back away. The next thing I do is I pick up my handy-dandy phone to fix something. Hell no. To make one phone call. And that, of course, would, would be to my friend, my friends, I should say, plural, at Finch Home Solutions. Now, Cody, Cody is a huge Vikes fan. So today, he is on a high. He is on. But you know what makes him... For him, what's a real win? A real win is to come to your business or your house and fix your electrical problems because as Dex just said, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, DIY is fine if you're going to hammer a, 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 you know, a board or something right, right? DIY is fine. But when it comes to taking care of everything from faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or repairing electrical panels, you need Cody Finch and my friends at Finch Home Solutions, who are offering right now a free home safety inspection to all PD fans. So all fans of this show, if you have anything, um, fire alarm, a light problem, whatever, you can call Finch, 612-357-2604, 612-357-2604, or go to finchhomesolutions.com, finchhomesolutions.com. Let Cody and his team be the answer to your problems. Don't do it yourself. By the way, shout out to our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Old Dex tweets had a great week. All right, I won, I won three picks. I am back. I'm on a little bit of a heater. Nice. I, I'm finally back after a little bit of a rough go of it. Love Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. And I got to show a slip. I got to show a slip from Josh here on the YouTube channel. He sent it to me last night. He put it. He put it on the table again. I'm not going to have Macadac crap on this here because he's not here. Yeah. A $600 slip payout. For our guy Josh here, he had five things hit in the Chargers game, uh, in the in the Texans game for all for all things. A fifty dollar pick, six hundred dollar payout for our guy Josh from our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Who would crap on this? Phil did. It results not varied. Blah blah blah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh well, he's just warning people. He's just warning people. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's just warning people. You know what Josh did not do? I don't think. Which I love. Didn't take out the insurance. No, he didn't. He did not. And Josh that's fine. just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going for it today. Results may not be varied, but fun is guaranteed. Underdog Fantasy, yeah, a nice true. sweat. Enjoy enjoy Underdog Fantasy. If you want to join, it's in the link in the comments. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Go to underdogfantasy.com and join in on the fun. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R at Underdog Fantasy. All right, Judd Zolgad. Yes, sir. Let's uh, let, let's hear the Chef Zolgad get up into his pie chart. I'm excited to hear this. What okay. Um, I'm going back to a little bit more of a traditional Zolgadian pie chart of praise here. One, two, three, four, six pieces. Six. Yeah, so I'm splitting up a little bit more like I used to. Oh, okay. I think the first one I did, I had like three or four. But 
I'm going back to more. Okay. And and this time I am going to start with the with the least and work my way up to who gets the biggest slice of pie. Now on Mackie and John. You wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. All right. At the bottom of the chart. 5%, which is probably not enough, but I was I worked very hard to Divvy this up I correctly. Very hard, okay. I worked very hard. It took a lot of time. <laughs> Painstaking. I took a lot of time. At the bottom of the chart, 5% goes to referee Cleet Blakeman and his crew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm praising them because if you're a Vikings fan, again, I don't want to hear, well, the uh, well, the officials are all Packer fans. That's clear. First of all, they screwed the, the Packers at one point pretty badly yeah. in Sunday's game. Second of all, the illegal use of hands call uh, on Tyrone... Matthew, mm-hmm. which uh, came on a third down play in the fourth quarter, which was an incomplete pass. So that drive ends yep. ordinarily. Um, the Saints were up 22-19 at the time. That was a terrible call. Horrible. The The P.I. on Thielen in the end zone is questionable, not because he wasn't interfered with, but because he grabbed the defender's face mask. That could have been an offsetting penalty in a second. But I'll debate that. I'll debate that one. This one I won't debate. This one was an awful call. Matthew basically, I believe it was Jefferson, um, hit him legally in the shoulder pads. And the referee threw a flag and said he had hit him in the face mask. The Vikings got a touchdown, a go-ahead touchdown from that drive, Declan Goff. 5% goes to a referee crew that in London (laughs) gave the Vikings some home cooking no more complaints for at least a month. Vikings fans, if they get screwed now, it's karma coming back. I, I can't stand in any sport when fans are just absolutely apoplectic that the refs are working against them. Um, and look, I know Mark Sanchez, who and I was not a fan of that broadcast, and I'm going to save that take for Mackie and Judd, um, were thinking that they were more conglomerating for to be Saints fans and all this stuff. The refs gifted you multiple calls yesterday. Multiple calls. So take it where you can. Ten penalties against the Saints. I think five against the Vikings. Yeah, karma might come back, but for right now, take it. You're three and one. The oh, penalties yeah. worked out. Nothing wrong with it. Yes. All right. That's five percent. Five percent. Next piece. Ten percent goes to a guy who is now three and one in, in his first year as the Vikings coach. His oh, team yes. is definitely flawed. His team is no question flawed, and in the offense, um, is nowhere near working like I'm sure he wants. But ten percent. Kevin O'Connell for keeping things calm. This is this is important. Like these last two games, I really think, and I know the Vikings came back against the Lions late last year here to win, okay? Mm-hmm. But this team was 1-3, and three, as we talked about, four games into 2021 and had lost th- all three games by one score. And I really think last year the Vikings lose at the same juncture of the season – both of these past two games. Mm-hmm. I really do. And they sort of did. So 10%, just for the guy who calms things down, who doesn't, you know, Greg Joseph, you missed a PAT. We're going to go for it on fourth down <laughs> now, or we're going to, or, you know, we're not going to trust you. Okay. Kept things calm. That's very important. That's a huge part of yes. being a head coach, not a assistant coach, not a coordinator. Kevin O'Connell, 10%. All right. 10% goes to, the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, didn't have a great day, but you know what? When it mattered most, Kevin O'Connell came up with a play, 
a go route. How about that for Justin Jefferson? That 39-yard completion swung that game. It swung it back. That was a huge play. And that's the type of play that a year ago might not get called. And if it does get called, I feel like it's not completed at that juncture. Yeah. Like it's completed in the second quarter. That's what you're saying, yep. Right? Yep. Yep. So 10% goes to Kirk for what you were talking about, which is I don't care about stats. <laughs> when the game, when people are like, well, yeah, quarterback wins, you know what? That is part of a quarterback win right there. That throw. Damn right. Your day might be crappy. I don't care. You made a throw when it mattered. 20% goes to, I'm going to split this piece of pie. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, come on down. As one. As one. Okay. Combined for 18 catches, 219 yards. Mm -hmm. Jefferson was great, but this is, so week one, it was basically the JJ show. Yep. Week two, Philadelphia, it fell apart. Like, it just fell apart. Week three, originally it was going to be the Jefferson show. The Lions did a good job against him, and then it got murky, and... And Thielen then was incorporated way more. And yesterday, I feel like it really worked. Like, I feel like yesterday, um, you'd probably like to, if possible, but there's only one football, get Osborne a little bit more involved, Dex. But I feel like yesterday, again, combined, 18 catches, 219 yards. Jefferson had a rushing touchdown. But with those two, what we saw against the Saints in week four, I think is how it's supposed to start to look. Yeah, absolutely. 20%. Okay, love this pie chart. All right, two more slices left, and I'm going to go. Mm. And mm. I'm gonna, and I'm going to go in places the pie chart has never gone before. I'm going to go in a direction with with positions oh, and with God. players that the pie chart has never gone oh, before. Oh boy, the back to back is going to be what gets you. Oh boy, but I think you're going to celebrate it when I'm done. Okay, twenty five percent, Greg Joseph, the missed extra point. Mm. actually makes me give him more because he made five field goals. Your red zone offense was not good. It was two of five, and Greg Joseph, five field goals, okay, including one after a huge missed PAT when there's no question. I mean, this is where Zim would freak out. O'Connell said you're going to make a fifth one, and it's going to win us the game. And, you know, 25% might seem to be a lot for that position, but think about how much we would be crapping on Greg Joseph today if he missed the fifth one. Well, he made four, but he didn't make the fifth one when it mattered. I like this. I'm giving him 25%, and I'm not backing off that because this is a position, rightfully so, that we have crapped on. Drives us crazy. Yep. Head coach, the former head coach, hated the position. We we don't, you know, I mean, how many Vikings fans with their Kahlua and coffee, or better yet, Surly, we're watching that fifth kick and saying he's going to miss the damn thing. He's going to miss. Instead, you get the Will Lutz double doink. I thought it was in. I'm with Kevin O'Connell. I thought it was in. I thought the double doink was in. And Joseph makes his. I, was, I wasn't going to get my hit on underdog fantasy if that kick goes in. It was, Dalton would have been in. Then I'm really more upset. We're delaying yards. vent line. So it's a whole thing. 61 yards. But anyway, Greg Joseph, <laughs> 25%. Come on down. Okay. And then 30% is going to go to, I'm going to start with this. Biggest chunk of pie. Sixth and final chunk. Okay. Special teams coordinator Matt Daniels and his entire crew. Wow. Which includes Joseph. What's the percent of this by? 30%. 30%. The special teams was huge yesterday. Matt Daniels. The special teams, and I'm telling you, from the first time down. I saw in the spring at an OTA, 
Matt Daniels do a post-practice press conference. This guy is head coaching material. Yeah, he is. He he's is. young. He's enthusiastic, but yet he he has a presence. Yes. He has a very important presence. He's not faking it. Some people ha- have this. In my opinion, it's a God-given gift. Some people have presence, and most of us don't. And that's fine, too. Yep. But Matt Understood. Daniels has the it factor. And, Dex, think about how long the last, what, two, three years? So since Prefer, Prefer wasn't bad, he, he might, uh, bad guy, he might not, not have been a good guy, but not a bad coach. But since Prefer left, think yeah. about the special team struggles, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Boyd screwed up. K.J. Osborne dropped a punt. And all of the right. things. I mean, two years ago, I think the Vikings on punt return yardage. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Had like 12. Yeah. <laughs> 15 games in, they had like 12 return yards. Uh, Chris Boyd, who I'm not a fan of, and by the way, who went on Twitter to rip fans last night because he's upset that fans were not pleased uh, with how the win looked. But he recovered a fumble. I think he might have forced it, too. Uh, but a punt, I think that was the first time that the Saints, who were just filled with mistakes on Sunday, lost the ball. Chris Boyd, recovery. Ryan Wright, the punter. Vikings 3-0. and out. Oh, the Vikings fake punt. Vikings 3-0, and, and we're like, oh boy, that was a bad drive. And O'Connell's like, looks pissed off. Right. Ryan Wright, former high school QB, throws for a first down. Jalen Rieger. Early on, 23-yard yeah. punt return. Kane Wongwu. You had a nice one. 33-yard kick return. Saw that, yep. Special teams. Matt Daniels, congratulations, 30%. Wow. You made, this is a first. This is a first. I don't think we've ever had special teams top the pie chart top, price. Top. Yeah, no, we haven't. But you know what? They were, at, you know, the offense, I thought, scuffled big time. The defense, I don't even know, Dex, if the defense has an identity yet. It feels like they yeah, don't. It's weird. It's a little it feels like they don't. Yes, a little murky. Murky is a very good word, but special teams—they have an identity, and they were of the three units it takes to win a football game on Sunday. They were, I think, by far and away the best. So, wow, thirty percent special teams coordinator, and as far as I'm concerned, future National Football League head coach Matt Daniels, twenty-five percent. Greg Joseph with five field goals made. Jefferson and Thielen split it. 10% to Cousins, 10% to KOC, and 5%, thank you very much, to referee Cleet Blakeman and his crew. (laughs) You were outstanding if if you're a Vikings fan as far as you're concerned. So that is my pie chart. Okay, I love it. Pie chart of praise there from Judd Zolget, Chef Judd. Giving some love to the special teams. You 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 like your weird pies as it is, so I'm not surprised that uh, yep. that you throw in the special teams the biggest chunk. I don't believe so. I think, I think this I is very very everybody. ideal. You know, I, I liked uh, and I'll, I'll, I have a statement. I think on Zadarius Smith that I'll say for Mackie and Jed. I thought he had another solid game after being questionable all week. Uh, I love the go to sleep celebration. Twenty four um, snaps though, so he was hurt. Yeah, he definitely was. He was used strategically well. Big fan of that. Agreed. Um, no, I think this is a pretty this is a pretty uh, well well constructed pie chart from you so very very good work all very right good work thank right, you before we get to uh nitpicks judd yep. uh you know you were you were nitpicking with your weight oh no, for, the, for the last nitpicking. for for the last few years burly i was burly and usually we do silver linings uh after a after a loss we do nitpicks after a win why don't you tell everyone about your favorite weight loss 
That would, would be my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, down 40 pounds. And most importantly, keeping that weight off, thanks to my friends. And right now, get this, folks, you'll receive eight weeks for free. If you sign up right now, I'm down 40. Dawn's lost about, I think, 18 now. Chris right, Ron, wow. our friend here in sales. Is Stella next? He's down 10-plus pounds. And, yes, Stella, well, no, she's, she's, she's a small dog. She doesn't need, need to. But if you need to lose weight, if you are trying to get those clothes to fit that are in your closet and you're like, you know what, someday, well, someday is today. And, again, eight weeks for free. The new Flex program, it lets you enjoy the foods you love. That includes fruit, pasta, and even bread. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Inside the state or out, they can help you drop the weight. And again, it's weight control. It's not a diet. It's not a fad. It is sustainable for life. Again, get into all those clothes again, Livia.com. All right, Joe, let's get into some uh, Vikings and nitpicks here, even though they are 3-1, and one, and this does not negate all the great we just talked about in the first 20 minutes and on our hottest take that we should be thankful, but there are things, obviously, still to oh. poke holes through. Yes, sir. I'll give you one to start here. Okay. Um, my first nitpick was, I know the game wasn't pretty. I know sometimes you're going to get adversity. I know Bailey Zapp even almost beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers yesterday. Yep. Um but for the love of God, can the Vikings just smash a backup quarterback in the face? Can can they just can they just ground a QB who is a notorious now backup? You know, Andy Dalton started the years for Cincinnati. He's going to be a nice backup, bouncing around here for probably the next four or five years, and that's fine. But for the love of God, can you just go into a neutral site and just smash the crap out of a? what is a not a very good quarterback, and allowing him to throw seam routes down the middle of the field in the last two minutes to possibly set up a, a, a game-winning or game-tying field goal. I just wanted the Vikings, knowing all week that most likely Andy Dalton was going to play with Jameis Winston. I, I don't know how he's standing up with like fractured vertebrae in his back. Um, but can you just go out there and smash a backup quarterback in the face? Why is that so difficult to do? Why is Andy Dalton almost daggering you at the end of the game? Please, just go out there and just smash the backup quarterback in the face. That's what I want. That's my first nitpick. So are, are you talking about beating him soundly or actually getting pressure? Well, I guess all of both, but but making him not yeah, not have a good day. Making him making his day difficult. I don't I don't understand why Andy Dalton at the end of the day looked like he was almost able to beat the Vikings. I, I find that atrocious. I, I need Andy Dalton to be on the ground. Well, first of all, I don't know your defense is that good. Like cuz I agree I agree with your sentiment. But I don't know that your defense, like we're we're not seeing a defense that looks dominant, I don't think ever. Like there's not, the offense you see glimpses, right? You see definite glimpses and it's like, whoa, okay, if that works, if that works more, that's going to be real good. The defense, I don't know if it's the personnel is not right. I don't know exactly what, if it's just taking time. But one, I guess I'm not surprised they didn't smash him because I don't know that this defense is capable right now mm-hmm. of smashing anyone. The other thing is, keep in mind, Andy Dalton. So I see backup QBs in different lights. Andy Dalton can still be a savvy veteran QB. He started for a long time. Now, if we're talking about a backup who who doesn't play, but I mean, to your to what you said, the Patriots brought in a slappy, a third-string slappy. We had no idea who he was, and the damn guy almost won. Yeah. So, like, I get the frustration. <laughs> um, 
but I think it's I think some of it goes back to this is what the league reflects. And the other thing is, and I mean, this is a nitpick too, I guess. So I, I could throw this one out first. This defense, the Vikings defense just might not be very good. Yeah. Like, that's I, true. I, I don't, and it doesn't mean that they're going to be a disaster. Um, but this is why three and one, too. So, so the positive side is you've played four games, one, three. Um, and you probably lost the game that you should have lost. Now, I didn't like the fact that you essentially got drilled, but I believe when at least Phil and I ran through the schedule before the season started, we all said, or the two of us said, if I'm not mistaken, three and one. Yep. Um, and this Vikings team, I still have no clue. This this team right now, I have no clue if they're good. I I think that they belong in the middle of that pack where most teams that are going to be competitive reside. Yeah. But the nitpick is this, dude. This defense, I got no clue. I am not seeing anything. And, I, you know, it happened again on Sunday, too, and he played a ton of snaps. And I understand he's doing his job, probably. And he had a great tackle of Dalton on on, a, on the uh, attempt that Dalton made to get into the end zone. But Daniil Hunter's name, I almost never hear. Yeah, man, that's, it's, it's strange. And that doesn't mean he's grading out poorly. But, I mean, Daniil Hunter, uh, previous to his injury problems, and that could be playing a huge role here, was a difference maker whose name you heard constantly. And you're not now. So... My nitpick would be, and it might, it might go from, in fairness, nitpick to concern. The reality is this: this defense just might be very meh, and that's about it. Yeah, I'll give you another nitpick here, uh, as we're on Purple Daily. Uh, the red zone on both sides of the ball. Yeah, uh, a little bit of a concern here. So the Vikings' offense, in terms of red zone scoring percentage, so how many times do you go into the red zone and score a touchdown? Too, by the way. So your red red zone scoring percentage for touchdowns. Uh, right now, the Vikings are getting into the red or scoring touchdowns in the red zone at a forty six percent rate. That is twenty sixth in the NFL. Yep. Uh, behind teams like the Giants, the Bears, uh, Houston has a very good red has a better red zone percentage. Uh, so you have to get touchdowns. Yes, the pie chart is well deserved of special teams. They oh, made right. their no. kicks. This is not this is not a nitpick of the pie chart of the special teams. No, I hear you. But get in the right. red zone, you got to get six. You absolutely have to get six. And conversely, uh, the Vikings defense uh, opponents are scoring in the red zone seventy two percent of them. That is also twenty sixth in the NFL. So both sides. Can you be situationally good on you know? I know the Vikings defense might not be that great. Can you be situationally yeah. good? Can you be good maybe on third downs? Can you maybe be good in the red zone? Those are areas where maybe you can make up for getting gashed by yards if you can make key stuff. Things that you work on in practice. Specialty categories, right? Yeah. Like, like, so you might not be great at everything, but if you can do third down, red zone, guess what? You're going to win games. Right now, four games in. I would say... That when it comes to the offense, work in progress, frustrating at times, but I think there is way more there. Like, I think that they are, and and is Kirk the guy? I have no idea. But I think what O'Connell wants, like, you look at it when it works and say, okay, 
I totally get that. Right. Um, defense, I'm growing just more concerned. I'm not looking at the defense and saying there is way more there. I'm looking at a group of guys that aren't young. Um, there are certain things like, like, do they get gouged for points consistently? No, that's good. But do I think like that there is another gear here? Offensively, I think there's probably two gears, three gears. Defensively, Dex, I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. Are you? No, uh, that that's where you're kind of stealing like what the like the ceiling of the Vikings defense. You know what I'm saying? Like like the projection of it. Outside of them getting more pressure and Daniil Hunter maybe waking up and and being more the mauler that he is, and he's still been an above average player per PFF and whatnot. Yes. But if he takes the next step and Zadarius Smith isn't playing just 25 snaps a game, yeah, there, there's something there. But, like, I don't see – you can't make that Vikings pass defense – pass defense, their cornerbacks and their, and their safeties. They're not going to, like, flip a switch and all of a sudden shut down other teams and look like the 2017 Vikings defense. Right. That's just not humanly possible. Right. Um, so can you find ways to be better in situations? Can you find ways to be better in pass rushing? You know, it's kind of a bummer, obviously, that Lewis Seen is – Obviously, out for the season now with that with that gruesome leg injury. That might be that's a problem, and then that that might be even lingering into next season. Yeah. So yes, you can't fix those type of things, but can you be good at, in situations? You know, can you force turnovers, which are hard to be projecting, but can can you can you be situationally good? All right, I got another one. Okay, hit me. Well, transition first with the sound. Oh yeah, here we go. Sorry, I, nope, I, I got call for is. sounders. Got, I got a call for sounders. You, I'm gonna make a write that down. Okay, next you know week what? On your call for you sounders. didn't play the sounder. I was reminding you for the consistency of this show, uh-huh. which our listeners and viewers desire, okay? Okay. So that was not high-maintenance Judd right there. Okay. That was the button bar stripped from me. Yeah. Stripped from me, yeah. like a coach oh. who's been stripped of his duties. Probably good. Okay. My next nitpick is this. I'm going to go into the bag of head coach Kevin O'Connell and pick this one out. What was up with the game management of the clock at the end of the first half on Sunday? Yeah, this is a good one. So, okay, okay, so let's run through this. And I don't think he was asked. I watched his entire presser. I, I don't. He wasn't asked about this. But um, the Vikings had, I think, if I'm not mistaken, all three timeouts left at this point, okay? And there was a pass from Kirk to Irv Smith inbounds that got to the Saints 18. With some time left. O'Connell let it run down to three seconds. So clearly he wanted to kick the field goal. And I guess my question is this. Dude, you're an offensive guy. Like, are you looking at this? And he would never tell you this. But is he, and and he's not dumb. Is he watching that clock wind down and thinking, I'll take the points because I don't want to put the ball in Kirk's hands and have something go wrong here? Like, like, it's not just, uh, Oh, that was a moronic move, and he's dumb. Yeah. He's got a guy who's in his ear. He basically said, we're going to get the field goal, and that's it. And I'd love to know from an offensive-minded coach who, on the record, you know, would trust Kirk with his firstborn, yeah. I would like to know the game theory because the reality is possibly I don't trust him enough. You know, um, I'm going to make a weird uh, comparison, and I actually wish Phil was here because it's an airport comparison, and I'm sure actually we'll get an airport story from Phil knowing on this week on Mackie and Jetta or, or Purple Daily. Bounce it off me, man. I've been in plenty of airports. Uh, 
you know when you're going through the security lane and you at least I try to do this I try to be well prepared when I go in that security lane of yes. like putting things in my pocket so I'm not like putting a bunch of different things in bins because nothing irritates me more than an idiot in the security line yeah. at TSA in, in an airport not prepared so I, I try to be more prepared but then sometimes when it's crunch time and it is time to take off your stuff you're, you you maybe oh, forgot boy. your shoes or you forgot your hat uh, yeah. or there, there's a thing uh, here, you know so you you're well prepared to know this night back to football you know the clock is running down you know the clock is running down. I have timeouts, but also there's a play on the field, and we're trying to figure out this. And now all of a sudden you're forgetting about all the things you're prepared for because it's chaotic because it's just simply chaotic. But I agree with you that he needs to be better in those situations. I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. I, I No, but I'm, I'm saying I think he was prepared. The more I thought about this, I think he was prepared because that was a pretty standard situation. Mm-hmm. I think there's a reason why he didn't do it. Yeah, it's strange. It's very, very strange. I think there I, – I, I'm just saying – at first, I thought, idiot. And then I thought, he's not. Right. And he's got a game management guy, which, I, by the way, I love. <laughs> I think he thought, I'll take the points. And I would love, I, and you will never get this, I would love an honest, you know what? You're right. I took the points. I'd, I'd love to get a surly with Kevin O'Connell. Just talk about this kind of stuff. Oh, man. That'd be great. What do you think he is? He, he doesn't seem like an, what kind of what kind of beard do you think Kevin O'Connell likes? I I don't know. He's a, he doesn't he's he really doesn't thin. He's really thin. I don't think he's a beer guy. I Maybe don't think mixie? he's a beer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like he's a, and and I could also see wine. Let's see wine, vodka soda, yeah, whiskey ginger, something that's not that doesn't have a high calorie count. Okay, but I, I mean I could see wine with dinner, yeah. a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, but I bet he doesn't drink think. beer. And and if he drinks beer, I don't think he drinks fun beer. So a light beer. That's like, or like, uh, or, or like a commercially yeah. 94 calorie beer. Oh yeah. A make ultra guy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I don't think he is that guy. I think he's probably, yeah, but yes. But if you drink beer, make it a surly, make it a surly, damn it. No, what, damn right. What's your next one? Uh, I, I don't have. Uh, many more left. I think my one last nitpick for me here on Purple Daily would be I, 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 let's get some more explosive run plays. You know, so Dalvin Cook and I oh, want to talk about this on Mackie and Judd too. You're, you're going where I was going to go. They, yeah, they're they're doing a great job at feeding Dalvin, and Dalvin's up playing yeah. most of all the snaps yesterday, and he's been fine. Like if you look at yeah. if you look at his yards per carry, he's been okay. He's been solid, but there hasn't been that big explosive run play, and it's just it's kind of confusing. To me. He's not coming close. To earning his salary. Oh no, he like like he has not. been fine. Fine is a great word, but I can find fine. I can go. I can find on, fine. I can go downtown right now and find a guy who's fine. Oh yeah, um, that's I love that. You are exactly right. Oh, uh, last one, just quickly. Mm-hmm. Johnny Munt, catch the damn ball. Seriously, uh, Judd Zolgad has put more <laughs> faith in you than anyone in this town. And until yesterday, I looked genius. You did. Like, you guys were like, Johnny Munt. And I'm like, no, you guys, you guys, he fits in. He knows this. Um, ball went through his hands. It wasn't even a drop. Woof. Come on, man. catch the damn ball. I have, I have a statement on another Vikings All right. I, I get from Mackie. We're done. A little, little tease. Uh, this is Purple Daily. By the way, I'll be a Phil Mackey here. Uh, Purple Daily sponsored by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these four cornerstones create the foundation that support all interactions and decision-making. Find out more at federatedmutualinsurancecompany.com. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find out the industries they protect. Bonus statements on the Mackie and Judd and Score North YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. We got Realistic Randy Rance dropping on this YouTube channel later this afternoon, uh, this evening, before we die. Jesse Pierce, 
Thor Nystrom, Ross Brendel. It is a victory Monday. Victory Monday, baby. Hit the subscribe button. This has been Purple Daily.